part of the joint venture, which is exciting, is we're owner operators now. We're gonna, you know, own a couple thousand doors just over the next two years. That's gonna continue to grow. We're gonna raise subsequent funds. We're doing this for we're gonna do this for all of our folks, right? Like in, in fact, we're gonna do something additional that we could touch on later. But part of it is we're not, we don't have a scarcity mindset. We wanna provide, we're gonna attract better residents as the, this gets out, who are really excited about coming in, they're going to take care of the homes better. They're going to, they're going to enjoy the experience of Atlas to then refer other people to us, which is then going to trickle into our, our owners, right? They, they, they want minimal amount of vacancy. Hello, professional property managers. Andrew Smallwood here with the Triple Win Podcast, and we've got Vince Diorio coming in from uh, from Colorado today, Atlas Real Estate. Vince, I think I first got to know you initially when you were at Mind, uh, M-Y-N-D, and a VP at Mind. And uh, during the pandemic, you know, somewhere in the pandemic, 2020, I think, uh, came over to Atlas Real Estate, and then I've been hearing a lot about Atlas Real Estate ever since you got there. A, a big uh, $250 million joint venture, I believe. And um, they'd kind of flown under the radar, but had a great business even before before you got there. But some really exciting things that you and the team have done since. Um, that That's a totally insufficient introduction of you. So I'd love for you to, to introduce yourself a little bit and, and fill in around that so people can get to know you. Yeah, thanks a lot, Andrew. It's been I was also reflecting on when we first met and just kind of the evolution of our relationship. And uh, it's just been great to also see what you all have uh, been doing. I mean, when we first met, it wasn't second nature. It was filter easy. And so uh, uh, it's been really cool to see what you guys have done. And um, yeah, I transitioned over, it's been almost a year. So I came over to Atlas November 1st. I moved out of San Francisco and uh, moved to Denver with my family. Um, I've known the Atlas guys for probably 10 years now. Um, when they first started, you know, we were both kind of at the courthouse steps buying homes in the last or in the downturn, I shouldn't say last downturn in the recession. And um, uh, just have kind of became friends throughout the years and uh, have watched Atlas grow from kind of small uh you know, owner operators to property managers to, you know, institutional servicers, um, very entrepreneurial, great group of people here. And, um, you know, it was, it was, uh, it was a great transition to not only move back to Denver to be with family, but to also join a, a company that um, is doing some great things. Um, so, uh, yeah, we're, you know, we, we have kind of three distinct business lines as you, you touched on one of them, we did our joint venture. So we're, uh, in this fund one, we're acquiring about 3000 homes over the next two years. And we're, we're about a quarter of the way into deployment there, um, which is exciting. Um, and that also feeds into our other business line, which is we're a third party property management company. Um, we, we manage about 6,000 doors across seven states now. Um, and then we also have an investment brokerage. So, uh, pretty, you know, pretty entrepreneurial group and full, fully integrated real estate investment company. Yeah, that's awesome. Thanks for the background. 
And, you know, I'd like to ask you a little bit about something that really stood out to me that is different about Atlas, you know, compared to what you typically see is, you know, there's a number of companies out there who are saying, we're a property management provider, we're a property management provider, we, we do this better, we're strong here, you know, we do this well, we've got a little, a little technology over here to help us do this. You guys have, I think, something kind of distinct in like this very unique point of view on real estate that ties into like a real mission and purpose for the company that creates this cool story that I think is attractive and a lot of people can see themselves participating in and wanting to participate in. I think you guys call it like the virtuous cycle. You've got a name for it. I'd love for you to actually start there and explain, you know, what that is and, uh, and spell that out in detail if you could. Yeah, totally. That's uh, a good place to start. So uh, to be honest, this is one of the things that drew me to Atlas is we are definitely, um, I think culture, uh, not only internally here at Atlas, uh, but as we grow, it, maintaining culture is probably the most important thing to all of us here. I think the founders, uh, Ryan and Jason, uh, have done a great job of uh, instilling that into uh, just into everything that we do. Uh, Tony as well, Tony joined three years ago, and, and he, he really took that kind of to the next level and said, let's let, you know, we talk about it all the time. We do all this great thing. Our, our staff wants to stay here forever. We built a really fun, great culture. We care about our people, our residents, our owners. Um, let's put some pen to paper and really, uh, you know, not for a, like, a, you know, you walk into a lot of offices and you just see their mission statement and their values everywhere. Probably 50% of that is just, they just do it as like window dressing. We were kind of the opposite. We did everything, but we had no window dressing. <laughs> and so um, we, we just, we, we, we formalized it a bit. And part of that was really creating our mission statement, which is uplifting humanity through real estate. Um, and, and part of that is creating this virtuous cycle of, we, we touch a lot of different aspects of the life cycle of an investment property or people's lives, right? So from a resident standpoint, they could be first time renters, they can be empty nesters, they can be transitioning from one state to another, um, but that is a big piece of their life, right? Housing and, and what they're experiencing during that transition is important. Um, some of them are turning into homeowners for the first time. Um, and so we want to help with that transition of, moving a resident into a homeowner. And then the last part of that cycle is we truly believe that owning investment real estate, uh, whether it's one, one asset, whether it's a hundred assets, it really changes the trajectory of your, your financial freedom. And the, uh, it is becoming harder to acquire investment real estate with prices going up. And I think people of all, um, wealth classes uh, are, be it's becoming more challenging to be informed on how you become a home. How can you turn that first home and take some equity out of it and buy an investment property and, and, and really start accumulating wealth there. And we've, you know, our, our team, um, I, I think a unique stat for us is our average property manager or our average employee owns three doors. Like that's pretty rare for for uh, a real estate company, 
right? And so our property managers, they own investment property. And uh, our, uh, you know, an associate on my team, he's 24 years old. I'm helping him think through how can he buy a duplex in Kansas City, for example. And uh, we don't only want to do that within our ecosystem. We want to do that in uh, our entire ecosystem. So we've created this virtuous cycle and we have the, the, the capability with our investment brokerage to transition those residents into homeowners, into investors. And so we, we're really, you know, like that, that's the overarching mission, right? Now, the execution of that, uh, we're, we're heads down and making sure that we can capture as, as many people into that ecosystem as possible. Um, and part of that is, you know, layering on some technology, making sure CRMs are, are, are buttoned up, making sure that we're providing educational resources to our residents, um, and, and also capturing, you know, the leads that come into the cycle. A lot of folks just, they, they won't know about the programs and the resources if we don't actively put it in front of them. So we have investment boot camps. We have, we call it real estate investment hour that anybody can go to. Um, our property managers are now getting trained to talk to the residents when they're ready to either break a lease or, uh, or, or I'm sorry, transition out of a lease or they wanna buy a home. Those conversations are now starting to happen. And what's really cool is we actually have now testimonials of people who have been through that virtuous cycle. And, um, you know, and, and we're starting to capture those. So we're in the early innings of it, Andrew, but I think it's something that we're, uh, we're extremely passionate about and, and, and does differentiate us, I, I think. It, it, it gets me fired up in energized events. Like, it's just such a cool vision to think about, you know, the impact of a company being, hey, we're not just here for a transaction. We're not just here for who's going to collect your rent each month, right? And then see ya. Like, hey, we're actually here for, um, you know, a relationship. And we see a bigger potential relationship and more value we can bring to that relationship over time. And I think some people get stuck in this, you know, we see with our resident benefits packages, we encourage people to include something like home buying assistance. And, and occasionally we'll have people push back on that and say, well, like, Am I, am I helping my client? Am I helping myself if I help a renter move out uh, <laughs> of the rental home into a home they want to own? And there's like, there's a scarcity mindset of that. And there's a pie that you're saying, I'm trying to get a, a little bigger slice of it or as big a slice as I can versus saying, well, hey, we can actually grow the pie and say we can keep a relationship you know, with this person and help them for the people who want to, there's a lot more people who rent by choice today um, that, that could purchase a home, but they want to choose the lifestyle of renting their flexibility, other reasons to rent. But for the people who do want to, we're there for them and not getting in the way of where they want to go. We're actually helping them get where they want to go and going from renter to homeowner to investor, um, you know, and then obviously building a portfolio from there, like that's just an exciting, you know, life cycle to think about that changes the lifetime value of a relationship um, and what you can provide the impact you can have, you know, on a person or a family uh, that you guys are working with. There's just something really cool and attractive about that, that I, I love what you guys are doing. Um, you yeah. know, 
Yeah, did you want to respond to that? Uh, yeah, I would just say one thing to touch on there is that that resistance is, is something that's valid, right? Of like, well, who's your client? Who are you servicing? And I think we've been able to prove part of the joint venture, which is exciting, is we're owner operators now. We're going to you know own a couple thousand doors just over the next two years. That's going to continue to grow. We're going to raise subsequent funds. We're doing this for, we're going to do this for all of our folks, right? Like, in, in fact, we're going to do something additional that we could touch on later. But part of it is we're not, we don't have a scarcity mindset. We want to provide, we're going to attract better residents as the this gets out who are really excited about coming in. They're going to take care of the homes better. They're going to, they're going to enjoy the experience of Atlas to then refer other people to us which is then going to trickle into our our owners, right? They, they, they want minimal amount of vacancy. Now, some of this is anecdotal, right? Like you talk about the, a lot of folks, where's the data? We're gonna get data over time. And we're gonna be able to specifically say, because of this program, we've attracted X amount of referrals that's translated into X amount of prospects and once they become investors, the owners in our portfolio, they sometimes want to exchange out. They want to get out of their asset. They want to move to another state. Well, guess what? We have a ton of buyers who, as we get through this virtuous cycle, who are interested in those properties. Now, a lot of folks today would say, well, I have zero problems selling my home. Well, yeah, like it's a really hot market right now, right? But having your your property manager be able to be a fiduciary for your asset and show you the options, like, hey, we have a bunch of internal buyers that would be interested in this. Some of them will be cash, some of them will be finance. We could bring it to market. We could, optionality is great in, in uh, as markets shift. So, um, but to your point, there's some, there, there can be some, questions around like whose best interest you have in mind. Yeah. And, and that's obviously, you know, the name of this podcast and what we're all about is that how, how do you find those triple wins where it's good for the resident, it's good for the investor, it's good for the, the management team and the extension of that team. It's good for everybody. How do we do property management? How do we build a business in real estate where we could be anybody in the business, right? We could be the resident, we could be the investor, we could be, and I love that you said your team they are investors, you know, themselves. And I'm sure at some point they were all residents, uh, you know, at one point and they can all relate to that experience. And so it creates a great depth of understanding that's probably unique in your team uh, that you guys talk about and, and use as a real advantage of, we've got this deep empathy for understanding, you know, being at any chair at the table. And we want to design things in such a way where everyone wants a seat at the table, the way that we're doing things. It's, it's really cool what you guys are doing. I, I want to ask another question, Vince, which is just, you know, you are a guy and Atlas is a company and the companies you've been in the past are forward thinking, you know, visionary companies, innovative, creative. Uh, you know, you mentioned culture earlier and it, it seems like, hey, this is a part of the culture of like we we want to do things the, the best way they can be done with excellence. And we want to push, push boundaries and do new, new things and learn. So I'm especially interested to ask you, like, what do you see for the future of SFR management? Like what images of the future are 
most exciting to you or bringing a lot of energy to you and the team at Atlas right now? Um, it's a great question. I think, you know, I, I would say broadly, like SFR specifically, but also just broadly in the property management industry, it fires me up to see new players coming into the space and trying to better the industry, right? Like I'm, a, I'm still, a, you know, I'm a huge fan of what Mind is doing. I'm still, you know, very close with the guys there, shareholder there, really excited about some of the new news that they've come out with and some of the new technology that they're building. Um, similar at Atlas, like some of the new things that we're doing for our residents and also on the technology standpoint, resident benefits packages. Like it feels to me that the tide is raising faster than if I were to look four years back, like when I first started at Mind, we kind of felt like alone. When I was at Mind, it was like, oh my gosh, we're, we're really kind of out there. Right. And, and now as you know, you fast forward four years, you're seeing a, a, a bunch of new innovative prop tech companies in the space. You're seeing new services. I, the vendors that are, are surfacing, I'm like, very pleasantly surprised by it. Like going to, you know, I'm excited to go to NARPM, uh, the new, the NARPM conferences over the next year and seeing new vendors that have popped up. I'm like, wow, this is a really cool product that was never even talked about four years ago. So I think the snowball effect of innovation, the snowball effect of, Hey, there's a lot of competition out there. Our residents could go anywhere. Right. And so we need to raise the bar of not only how we're treating our residents, what we're offering them, the asset, like keep maintaining the assets. Um, that all really excites me. And part of that is like, great, we can we could join arms with other groups and, and raise the industry together. We can be thought leaders in certain areas and come out with a new product that our hope is we get that product out there and then other folks are adopting what we're putting out there. Right. So like we're by no means closed doors here. We're like, I, I talked to a bunch of other companies in the space that are also innovative and we, we ideate on best practices across markets. So it's feeling to me that there's more of a collaborative effort amongst the best operators and vendors in the industry to raise the bar of service. And for, for me and, and our team here, that's really exciting. Mm, so true. And we feel it too. And it's exciting to think about the innovation in the vendor space and the operator space. It, it's a, if the whole network, you know, again, gets aligned to a vision of it might be 10 years out, 20 years out, 30 years out. But imagining a world where every home is professionally managed, you know, and what that could mean. And it's, you know, the world's not ready for that today. But over time, and as we create more value, there's more innovation, there's more services, there's more things that matter to create an experience people really want. Uh, you talked a lot about the resident experience, but also the investor experience. And you were mentioning boot camps and the kind of education that you're offering to people. And again, helping people go from owner to investor and from investor to, you know, not just, hey, I'm trying to flip this, but I'm holding and I'm buying more. Uh, because my experience here is good and I'm getting good at this. It, you start to think about, man, maybe there's even a property management product for homeowners, like for the, own, the home that they own, 
Like, do I want to coordinate my own maintenance and do I know who to call versus these guys, you know, they know. Um, there's a lot of, we're not quite ready for a lot of that yet, but it's exciting to think about a world where every home is professionally managed. Um, now, you mentioned, hey, open book and doing some things differently. I'd love to ask you, I, th I think you said like this isn't totally public yet, so I don't, I don't want you to put you in a bad position, but as much as you can share, um, you know, you talked about this like down payment assistance and like what can happen over a course of a, a couple of years or a few years, you know, what might you share about the kinds of things you're thinking about for residents with a program like that? Yeah, so we're, you know, I, I think it's well known that it's becoming increasingly challenging to navigate the competitiveness of the market right now. Um, so it, it may be daunting if you're a resident, you're, you're feeling that you may be stuck in renting for forever. And you know what, some people are totally fine with that. And I totally, I respect that. I think there's a lot of benefits to renting sometimes, right? But um, a lot of our residents, I, I, I feel come in and they just can't get their head around, oh gosh, there's, even if we want to go buy a home, there's 50 offers on the home and the prices are so expensive. And we don't know about all these other, you know, government programs that we could leverage. And we, we feel that in order to, to fulfill our mission and also our virtuous cycle, we need to lay out some programs and, you know, hold ourselves accountable of saying, we're going to put, you know, we're going to really put some initiatives to help folks really buy their first home or really buy an investment property. So um, part of that, just like, and we'll, we'll, we'll release more probably in the next month. Um, I think the goal is by the end of November, but from a, a high level standpoint, it's creating a program that assists folks in a down payment for their first home. And part of that is uh, education. So educating them through the life cycle of their lease Part of that is uh, monetary uh, programs, whether it's uh, aid or rebates on commissions um, and, 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 and helping with moving, et cetera. And so there's a commitment from them to stay with us for a certain amount of times of, of time, which in turn assists or it, it reduces vacancy, et cetera. But in return for that, we want to provide them with something, right? And um, it's pretty exciting. Like we, we've, we've put one of our, you know, object key our KPIs for the next five years is to capture a certain amount of those folks and help them buy a home. Um, so we have like hard numbers that we're all going to say, okay, we're committed to this. And when you, when you start putting a dollar amount to that, you're like, wow, this is, we're, we're making impact. Right. And, uh, and I think, you know, it's, we're hopeful that other SFR operators in the space adopt this program as well. Um, because, you know, I mean, to, to call a spade a spade, there's a lot of press out there that's like institutional investors are ruining the American dream, right? And um, we don't believe that. And some may, some may be doing that, but we're, we're not going to be one of them. We are going to not only provide really great rentals by professional, professionally managed single family homes, but in addition to that, the people that come into those homes, we're gonna help them, right? 
to the extent that they opt in and want want the help. We're not going to be a sales machine that says you come in and we're going to force this down your throat. We're going to be an open resource for them. Um, and uh, and so our our resident program is and, and honestly and I, I mean to to uh, plug you guys again. I mean part of this is a renovate residence resident benefits package, right? What what does that include? Like that could that could include a whole array of things, right? And so I think helping people navigate their credit, helping clean up credit, like all of this kind of plays into uh, uh, caring for the human, like caring for each human that's in this virtuous cycle, so. Man, that's really great. And you just think about Hey, Atlas is, is taking a stand for, we're going to provide an incredible professional resident experience while you rent for as long as you rent. And there's this emotional feeling with a lot of residents around like, okay, I'm paying rent, but like, what am I getting for it? You know, <laughs> whereas, Hey, I know when I'm paying a mortgage, like I'm, I'm building some equity. Right. And it, it, just that emotional feeling of you guys saying, well, hey, how can we, how can we start to help people who are renting and want to get there? How can we help them transition smoothly, get prepared, get in a position, get educated? Uh, it sounds like even you know, financially aligning the incentives where if that if that's where they want to go, you can help them get there. But again, you're participating in the process where it's it's a win for them, it's a win for you guys. Um, that's really exciting to think about. Really exciting to think about. Okay. Let's do this. Uh, I want to ask you one more question and, and anything else, uh, Vince, that you want to tack on. We can certainly tack it up before we bring it home. But, you know, what, what kind of trends or, or shifts do you think are interesting that are happening in the SFR market that we haven't talked about? Um, does anything come to mind for you? Yeah, I think um, you, the, the build, you know, Build for rent is obviously the hot topic. We, we don't need to spend a ton of time on that. Um, but what, what I think you're seeing emerge is uh, a number of third-party property management companies are excited about, you know, big, like larger, either whether they're institutional grade or just larger SFR aggregators. Um, there, there's a lot of excitement around that, right? Because it's, wow, these are, there's a, a, a hundred homes we can manage in an area and maybe they're all built for rent and they're easy to manage and there's no maintenance, et cetera. Um, I think it's, it's an exciting opportunity for third-party property managers to, to capture. I think, you know, I, I mentioned this at the last IMN conference, it's important to go into those uh, relationships and conversations with open eyes and open art, like open be very open with what you're getting into, right? Because I, it's not as easy as saying, we're just going to get one client and it's going to be easy. And their expectations are going to be differently. They're, they're going to be different um, from a reporting standpoint. If you're rolling out all these uh, benefits packages, et cetera, you're going to need to be able to effectively manage those and track those. And, um, you know, these the a few of the, the build for rent communities were actually even looking at um, it's it's entire communities, right? It's it's uh, there's community centers and 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 that's a that's a different facilities management is different than just managing one one home. Um, so I think the the trends that are emerging that 
um, you're, you're dealing potentially with more uh, larger, sophisticated institutions, um, which could be good for your business or it may be a distraction for your business. Um, and you're also seeing, you know, some emerging uh, smaller groups who just want to buy 20, 30, 40, 50 homes. Um, but they're going to, they, they may require a, a different level of service. Um, and I've been excited to see some of the operators pop up that are, are servicing these folks. Um, so I, I would just say, you know, emerging trends is the asset class of single family is becoming institutionalized. It, it, and, uh, and there's always room for, I mean, I think the institutional, it's 3%, right? I think maybe that number's changed slightly, but of total investment property that's single family, it's only 3% that's institutional. So the mom and pop investors um, are also very excited about adding to their portfolios or maybe disposing of their portfolios. So the ability, I think, as a property management company to either have a really strong partnership with a brokerage or a, an expert in uh, selling assets or ha having relationships with other buyers is really important. I know a lot of property managers are, they want to stay in their lane, which I 100% respect. And I think there's a lot of value there, but to the extent that you do want to create this fully integrated investment company, um, bringing a brokerage in house is not a bad idea um, because you're able to do portfolio evaluations. You're able to really be the financial steward of your, your clients. Um, so that's becoming more prevalent. Definitely. Yeah. I, I love what you said there about, Hey, build to rent. Definitely exciting. Definitely talked about. And there's this aspect of community management, you know, in the common areas and things like that, that, people may not have as much experience with and, and want to go into with open eyes um, about how they're going to do that, how they're going to get good at that and, um, and handle that as well as, you know, what you're just talking about of, Hey, here's where institutional kind of fits into the, the picture today. Certainly some markets in MSAs, right. Are probably higher than 3%. And in some cases it's lower, but um, you know, there, there's just, uh, there's millions and millions and millions of, of single family rental homes out there. And there's a lot of ways people can participate and create value. And then the last thing just to reflect back, I heard that was really great is, hey, some people are very focused on their niche and their core business. But there's also people who are kind of expanding the category of what their business is. And like you mentioned, uh, a more integrated approach with these adjacent businesses that are connected and bringing it together in this cohesive idea of, hey, we're, we're a real estate investment company, uh, which includes these kind of three distinct business lines, and in your case, as part of one cohesive idea and value proposition, which is really, really cool to see. So and that's I, what I want to do, Vince. Oh, yeah, go ahead. I add one thing that, I mean, leasing, I, I think that's one that, that we didn't touch on is, you know, it's different leasing out a build for rent community as it is just leasing a, a single home, right? And we're, we're, I think we have a good approach to it. Like if we're, um, you have to treat it similar to, you know, a sale, uh, selling an entire community, right? And so the leasing aspect of it is different and, um, and not all companies are set up or equipped to, to effectively lease new builds. Yeah, no, great point. Great point and distinction. 
Um, here's the note I want to end on, Vince, which is just as you look at what's going on right now and as you look to the future, you know, how do you feel? And, and you know, what would you share with the people listening to this who, you know, if someone's listening to this, they're a leader in the property management industry. They want to be a part uh, of the future. You know, how, how are you feeling as you look to the future? Yeah, I, you know, I tend to be pretty optimistic when it comes to this stuff. And um, I, I think uh, I'm excited uh, and uh, eager to implement um, some of the initiatives that we've really put put down on paper. Um, we have a, uh, it, in our executive team, we have an initiative called RISE and RISE is attached to this uplifting humanity through real estate and our mission. And part of RISE, you know, is an acronym, part of its revenue related, part of its impact, part of its sustainability, Part of it is just our culture, everyone here and, and the people that we work with. And uh, I'm excited to, and eager to, to, to tackle some of those. Um, I think uh, anxious does come to mind in full transparency of just like, you know, I think any, any company that is trying to be innovative or entrepreneurial, you get the angst of which ball do we chase? Like, which way do we go? And I think what excites me about that angst is we're not alone. You know, and I think it's become, it's feeling more of a community in the property management industry. Whereas I, I, and this is just my personal opinion, it felt a bit more um, competitive and everyone was kind of out for their own, right? And I don't know if you feel the same way when you're, when you're at industry events now. And part of that, I think, is, companies have been a bit more open and, and wanting to get back to the community. Part of that is I think we probably all came together through COVID and the pandemic and we're like, Hey, we are, we're in an industry together. We're not alone. So um, I, I would say I'm, I'm excited, eager, anxious. Uh, all of those three things come, come to mind. Um, and, you know, I think it's, uh, uh, I do, still think it's the early, early innings of, of this, right? I mean, this is not, our industry is not going away. <laughs> and, uh, and, and I think that scarcity that we're not going to stick around is people are becoming more comfortable with our value to the, to the world. Uh, uh, you know, we're, I think our values clearly been seen. So we all need to kind of come together and, and uh, continue raising the bar. Whole, wholeheartedly agree, share the sentiment and, uh, and specifically about what you said of just, Hey, there's a lot of collaboration. There's a lot of cooperation. I've, I've never seen more collaboration and cooperation than the final week of March of 2020. Uh, <laughs> as people were saying, April 1st rent is coming around and like 8% people uh, of people are, are not employed <laughs> that were uh, employed a month ago. Like what's going to happen? And I think e- even though it was for most SFR folks, just not as bad as many anticipated or were preparing for it, it, there was a forcing function of realizing, Hey, you know, whether you view it as there's a couple percent of us or whether you view it as there's 20 or 30% of us that make up the market of professional management industry, um, 
hey, turning that 20, 30% into 40%, 50%, 60%, 70%, 80%, that's a bigger pie for everybody to participate in. Let, let's collaborate and cooperate together to make that happen and to build that future uh, and go there together rather than get too caught up in competing you know, to the person next to us. Um, definitely what we feel, at least the people that uh, are listening to this podcast and part of the groups that we're part of, that's the spirit that we see. Vince, in that spirit, thank you so much for sharing everything that you did today. It's always great to be with you. I love what you think about, how you think about it. Um, what you shared today was really great and really unique that I think people will be taking a lot of value away from. So thanks for being with us today. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thank you, Andrew. Looking forward to seeing you hopefully soon. That's all for this episode of The Triple Win. Thanks go out to Carol Housel and Jeff Tucker for everything they do to put these episodes together. And we want to remind everyone that you can find more resources, upcoming events, a link to our private Facebook group where the conversation continues in between these episodes with other professional property managers. All of that you can find at rbp.secondnature.com. Again, that's rbp.secondnature.com. And until next time, keep transforming what it means to be in professional property management by finding and applying your next triple win. We want it to be true that every time we see you, we see a better version of you and your business. With that, cheers. Cheers.